What is going on? I feel like the screen's back. Cheers, I'm on the wrong side. Are you? Cheers. Yeah, don't look at the screen. Don't look at the screen. <laughs> I mean, it's <laughs> only when you've seen it for like Thursday. seven Hot years. Damn, but. That's the thing that gets to you? <sighs> I know, right? <laughs> um, so welcome. Happy Thursday to you. Good to see you, boys. Cheers, Good guys. Good to see you. Yeah, man. You get to see this guy as often. He's got a freaking real job, you know. Mm, He's got a... It is what it is. <laughs> it is, but... Hey, by the way, before you forget, debut of the new sign. What? We, we got some tweaking to do, but... It's I like it. It looks good. I it love does it. look good. Doesn't quite. Shout out to your boy. Yes. Uh, my wife's nephew made it in his wood shop. It looks great in person. We're working with glare issues. We'll figure something out. You guys need to you see it to appreciate it. But it's fun. It's um, a scotch for dummies. And it's honestly the first time since we started the new layout that we actually have something that says what who we, who are, we are. Right. We actually have a branding going on. So excited about it. Um, but also excited that it's just Thursday night, man. <laughs> You're right. I, I mean, we got a good topic tonight. We, too. we do have a fun topic tonight. I'm looking forward to talking about some of this. It's a little bit of a spin. We're definitely trying to do the American single malt thing this year. And this kind of ties too. into it in a wee bit of a way because it's something that another country's doing that uh, American single malt's doing. So yeah. we'll, we'll talk about it. But Absolutely. I do want to do raise a glass to our, our buddy here. That's not tonight. Uh-oh. He's down for the count, but we'll see him next week. Cheers to you, Andrew. Cheers, Cheers to you, Andrew. Oh, Andrew. I thought you were saying Dr. Scotch. Um, well, my bad. Hey, it's hard. To, they look so much alike. Mm-hmm. He's there helping him out, mm-hmm. right? Making sure he's okay. <laughs> Drinking plenty of fluids and stuff, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I haven't heard from pause really quickly and just shout out to some of the viewers tuning in to us live. We've got a YouTube. newbie. So hang on. Let's see. Francois. Good to see you. Trooper. Trooper. Hey, Off Gregor. Off the rig. Nice. Off the rig. Amen to that. Steven, happy Thursday to you. Paul. Paul, finally made it to a live session. Very nice to have finally. you here. Well, wow. It is good. I hope you have something Thank good you. poured, and I hope you get to enjoy it with us. Cheers to you. Uh, we're starting off with this Edward Dower. Well, you guys that, are. I'm getting ready That's a good one. Time. That's a good one. I'm getting ready to pour for a second time. <laughs> <laughs> Slow down, man. We Cheers, got uh, we got some good stuff to drink here. Cheers uh, to all you dummies out there as well. Chad Anderson, good to see you, Malt Minion, Zach Andrew. A lot of guys all in the pre-show. Of our, yeah, a lot yep. of pre-show watchers. Look at this dummy. Uh, what? The dummy. big dummy. Oh, my gosh. Cheers to that. Great to, to see, see that guy. Good to see his guy. He's busy, man. He is just he is hit busy. the road hard with oh, SMWS. Okay, just guy. working, man. Good for you. Looking I'm jealous. So we got Zach Andrew. We got Mark JG. I saw uh, George oh in goodness. there. Who else? Boomer. There we go. All right. All right. All we got right. a few so, on here. Yeah. Good. Good people. Good people. Yeah. It's good to see Mark too. Um. So what do we have going on? We do on have a topic. Evening? So tonight, it, actually, this this topic was your idea. Why don't you pull us out uh, of the uh, state? So what was the what was the actual news article? I think it was. <sighs> came out about a week ago this week about india being like the biggest they're the biggest whisk- biggest buyer by volume. volume yes of scotch whiskey biggest yes, yeah absolutely they they passed france yep so but they're not the biggest buyer by monetary value that's still the united states Correct. okay so but they're so they're buying a lot more of the of the lower and mid-tier uh scotch whiskeys but they are you know, because buying France was it. buying a lot. Yep. Now, the one thing that I did think about when I was reading that article was that I would be interested in a per capita because there is a lot more people in India than there is in France. Well, and France was still holding their own by volume. <laughs> I got so much to say, but I'm not going to say. It. Right? Nah, good. I took my hat to those. I've friends. got friends that live there, and. Yeah, I mean, good for you. <laughs> One thing that that what you said about the article though is is they were the India has now surpassed them as the biggest um per uh, the biggest of Scotch whiskey. Okay, yes. by volume. What's crazy to think about is they drink a ton of their of, own of their own whiskey, yeah, which is not Scotch. That's not even talking so, about. So the, the, don't the discount the Indians here, of man. Whiskey, period. They're drinking some spirit. Yeah, okay, <laughs> yeah, and and it is spirit. Uh, what we would call spirit, right? Right, like it's a it's a blend of. We'll get into it. it yeah, is, it's it's is, definitely is, there's is. some differences, um, but it's been around a long time. And these are a lot of the details we're going to crack into. We'll crack into them. Now, why? One of the reasons we came into this this discussion of Indian 
single malts really kind of what we're going to try to talk about tonight is because we really are trying to break into this American single malt thing and see what that is. So why not look to see what's happening in other countries, other markets, other areas when it comes to quote unquote single malt, right? Right. Absolutely. And we talk about that quite a bit lately about just how it's more of, you know, scotch is our our first love and it's all about regions and, and everything else. And we've been talking lately a lot about American single malt. Hopefully that might regionize itself with flavor profiles, which led us to, to, to think about other countries, which we haven't talked about too much. And then you saw that article and they were like, hmm, we should talk about we India. We should probably talk about India. And it's the same idea, right? I mean, when you get into the details of what this is, it's basically the same premise. Right? I mean, it's the same. It's the same style of whiskey, right? Correct. So, I mean, there it's a, it's a single malt whiskey. Uh, you can't call it scotch because it's not produced in Scotland, but it's the same style and, and uh, makeup, if you will. Now, I think some of the things that are going to be different are the same things that are different for American single malts. You've got, you know, the, the climate is very different um, in India, obviously than it is in Scotland. And, and then we were talking earlier about the, the kind of barley that they grow. Yeah, it's a six row. It's a six row versus a two row. So you're going to get some different protein contents and flavor profile out of that, I'm sure. Um, So, I mean, there's definitely going to be some variation, but there's some variations just in Scotland um, from region to region. That's why they have regions. Right. One thing that just jumped out to me as you were talking about, and when we were talking about American and what's going on in America with American single malt in India and single malt there, to be quite honest with you, India is really kind of at the same stage as, as America is when it comes to single malt. You've got Paul John, Amrit, and Ramper. Three, three major. I mean, it's not like there's a ton of distilleries right. making a big no. splash in single malt. And it's almost the same thing that we've got going on here in America. There's only a few distilleries that are really even focusing on single malt. Yeah. Um, and But there's the potential. It's the, the water starting to boil, right? I, I think that India is interesting because to me it reminds me of you know, maybe mid, mid 20th century, late 19th century in Scotland where everybody was drinking blends. Like that was, that was what everybody was drinking. Nobody was drinking single malt scotch. And so then it became a, you know, I, I think as, as individual wealth increased and it had a market for it and a reason to produce it as, as a single malt thing. You got more people trying to do it, but there really weren't a whole lot of companies making single malt scotches 50, 70 years ago. Well, you I mean, know? Amrit in, in Paul John, Paul John, I want to screw that up. <laughs> I was, I was time, screwed right? up. <laughs> John Paul, John Paul John. Paul. John um, I John mean, Paul you're John. talking what? 2015? 2000 i mean that i i'm probably off my numbers but not long within the last 10 years yeah there you go yeah yes Uh, so i think that you know they they drink a vast quantity of whiskey in in india but it's all their like regional style with the with the molasses and stuff so you know there's not a whole big market for these kinds of scotches i think it's growing especially as a per capita income comes up but you know they're drinking what they can afford and what they like so so Let's start off with what what are the numbers that caught the attention that made this an article worthy, you know, a, a noteworthy thing to, to hit the press, right? Um, you sharing this, Drew? Can they see this? I'm not. Uh, so, you know, Drew's got this this screen that he wants to show about the facts of Indian whiskey, right? And you you start to look at, it's got a nice little, you know, graph or, or picture of the, the country and where some of these distilleries are, are located. But Officer's Choice, the number one. I think it's considered Indian whiskey. We can yep. say that. Um, but in, in the rest of the world, it would be referred to as a spirit. Uh, what's the number that they produce? 400 million uh, bottles. bottles a year. For Christ's sake, man. Right? That's a lot. Someone's drinking over there. Okay. <laughs> now, That's it's, a lot. It's, not, it's not what we would consider whiskey because it's more, it's, it's more closer to rum. It's right. like a it's like a mix of rum and whiskey. They they do a, a distilled molasses product, which would be what we would consider rum, I'm guessing. Um, but I'm sure it's in a different style. And then they've got they mix that with a with a regular whiskey. And that's that's right. That it. that's yeah. an interesting point that I'm still hung on, and I don't have the answer for our viewers slash listeners is how they're able to 
mix it with scotch whiskey. Um, you know, you read some of these websites and they say um, that they they import scotch whiskey, uh, bulk scotch whiskey, um, and they blend it with their spirit, their whiskeys. Um, and it says clearly on their websites, you know, per scotch whiskey regulations. So I spent some time digging in the scotch whiskey regulations, the SWA, and I couldn't find it. I, I can't find where the exception is on how they're able to do that. Now, they're not the only ones. Virginia uh, Distillery Company is is doing that as well. But uh, from what I read on the, the SWA's regulations is, you know, for scotch to leave Scotland, it after 2012, it has to be in a glass bottle of uh, uh, labeled and for that's, retail. That's that's a that's a massive statement when right. you think about it. Right. But but how to your, we, we were talking pre-show. How is that legally working for countries like India to, to bulk import that and still technically label it scotch? Well, can't. no, they can't. And they, they don't label it scotch. They say, you know, blended with scotch whiskey. But that that's that's labeling it. If you say scotch whiskey, then that means you imported scotch. Correct. Right. So how did you get around the rules? And, and I don't know. I, there's got to be an exception out there. I know I'm missing it. I just Damn lawyers. <laughs> yeah. So Dave said that on the pre-show, but he's right. right. I, we're there's always something like that. I mean, it's, you know. I, you don't want to cut off your nose to spite your face on on some True. of that business stuff. And if they've already got, uh, you know, contracts with with different international companies when they're writing the rules, I'm sure there might be some grandfathered stuff, you know, when they redid it, maybe. I don't know. Um, well, we, you know, I, I brought up Virginia uh, Distilling Company and you had made a point. You said that they got into to some some battles with the SWA. It was years ago, a couple of years ago. And I, I had said that I thought that was centered around the use of the word Highland. And I know they did, they did, you know, really get into it with the SWA over that. But I, I don't know if they did get into some kind of skirmish because they clearly say on their bottles, they are blending Scotch whiskey with their own whiskey for American single malt i or i don't even know if they can call it a single malt at that point i'm not sure but they're doing it as well so india is not exclusive to doing no. this i just want no. to understand it and i don't know the it answer would be but, nice to know that but officer's choice isn't blending scotch no. they're blending their own whiskey <laughs> right. so let's be fair about that it's, right it's indian produced whiskey mixed with indian produced like molasses whiskey i'm not sure what you would actually call that to right. be honest with you but, but to be be clear also when indian whiskey indian single malt whiskey will say when it is exported out of india if it goes to europe uh it can't be called whiskey it's called a spirit uh they they refer to it as a spirit um and you can tell clearly that this one bought here today at a liquor store down the street it says on the back of the bottle for export only so i that that has to do with the labeling on the front peated single malt whiskey mm -hmm. um i so i think that it's probably more tricky for them to export than it is for other other whiskeys like Scotland to the United States because yeah. they they're they're in a weird situation where they're naming what they can and can't call their spirit dependent on the market. Yeah. Well, and in my experience, a lot of that stuff, especially food products, not just whiskey, but other stuff, a lot of it, when you import it, it depends on the country and their standards, how weird the U S is about what they will and won't allow. You know what I mean? Exactly. Like if they've got a trading partner, you know, let's say Scotland, for instance, that has very strict rules on on all of their stuff, then there's a high level of confidence when it gets imported that they know exactly what this is. Whereas, you know, there's other countries, not necessarily India, but there's definitely other countries where they're like, ah, it seems like they just do whatever they want over there. <laughs> there's not a whole lot of regulation on that particular industry. So we don't have a high level of confidence in, in this particular product. We're not sure what it is. So you're going to have to label it. Sure. Something. So else. They, the interesting thing you bring up when, when you're talking about it, I can see alliances and partnerships amongst markets though. Like, so the United States imports scotch whiskey for us to enjoy and we all do and love it. Um, if America was to allow Indian whiskey to start using certain labeling 
that offended the Scotch like, Whiskey Association, they might be like, hey, stop that or we're going to cut ties. So there's got to be these alliances and agreements and partnerships. Oh, absolutely. I, like you said earlier, the lawyers come in. Oh, and, come on. Uh, there's, al- there's always somebody's making money and it's not Correct. normally the business. People. So let's enjoy some whiskey, right? <laughs> so let's, let's talk about this yeah, uh, Indian whiskey. Let's let's flash back real quick and talk about a few other things before we get into this model in front of us. So. Uh, a couple of things that I thought that were really interesting is, well, let's, let's talk about this flashback and talk about what I mentioned earlier about the regions in Scotland and why is it so precious to us, right? It's the regions, it's the cold, it's the atmosphere, it's the humidity, it's everything else. Well, you flip that over to American single malt or India, India specifically, what is it there? It's unique. It's well, no humidity. Well, it's That's definitely, it's temperature it's and, and no humidity. It's hot. It's some cold in some areas, but that's the biggest thing. And then one thing that I thought was really interesting, and it says right here, 12%, six times more uh, evaporations. So think about this. So you can get a three-year-old Indian whiskey, which is equivalent to an 18-year-old scotch. Right. So let's be realistic. You're not going to see an 18-year-old Indian whiskey because half the barrel is going to be evaporated. Right. Be gone. <laughs> well, and it would just be so like, right. it wouldn't be good. Right. You know? Not drinkable. Well, no. and there's climates in the U.S. like that. You know, I mean, uh, uh, absolutely. You, you wouldn't want a, a really old Texas whiskey. Right. You know, I mean, it's just too hot and, and it's not going to even, a, you know, Kentucky, you Wait, know, I it's mean, the same it's, thing. It, yeah, point. you know, it's it's just not a good environment for that. And you don't need it to age that long. So what so so there's the aging thing. Now it's flavor. Right. And I'll pull up a couple more times here tonight. But uh, the one thing it says here that when you talk about like New Delhi versus Mbombe or, or whatever, it, it, there's a southern and, and northern. The, the northern is colder than southern. So they from what I understand is the barley is grown locally. But most on, of it. Most of it is it's done north. And then they ship it 1,500 miles south to places like Paul John and uh, and Amherst. Amherst. Now, so go ahead. I was going to say, looking at this map, what we're sharing here, the one thing that does catch my eye is I'm very interested to see what's coming out of Ramper. Because yes. look where that distillery is located. Yes. It's in the northern region it's where right it's a there. colder region. So we <clears throat> might find that they, if they're producing single malts, it's much more akin to what we want to see from a, a scotch yep. market. Yep. Right. But what you were talking about is, is, is they're pulling these local barleys, which number one, we mentioned already is a six row barley. So it's, it's going to provide different proteins. And, and, and actually I, from what I understand, it's a lot more waste. Mm-hmm. Um, but they're also importing some of the ingredients from Scotland. So this particular um, Paul yes. John is peated and that peat, that peated uh, barley comes from Isla. Mm-hmm. Don't they don't they ship the barley over to get peated and then ship it back? I don't know. That's a, that that changes things even more. There, that that would be interesting. I know that there's a a distillery over in that part of the world that does that Just because they want to the use the local barley. Damn. Hey man, I don't know. Yeah, uh, I wonder if there's it an would issue be cheaper with shipping to, and timing to, on the to barley. ship the peat over and and peat it yourself. I I, I don't know. Yeah, right. <laughs> I would think that would ship, handle ship, more ship, than well. Barley, it, it might also be a, a case of, and I don't know, cause I've never worked in a malting house, but it might be a case of if, if you're using peat and you don't have the proper equipment or techniques to do that, mm. you might have to send it over there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you want it done right. Yeah. You know, yeah, I understand. I that. mean, I don't, I've never worked in a malting house. I'd like to, I, I'd give it a yeah. shot. I That'd mean, a for vacation for a for day, me. let's not get carried away with our, with our monkey shoulders. Yeah, as long as they pay you me in scotch. <laughs> You're going to need it after a day working the malting floor, Damn buddy. Right <laughs> so this particular bottle, we picked this one up here locally, right? Um, talking about the topic of, of Indian whiskey, we figured we needed one. Um, this was readily available. This was mm-hmm. down the street. You picked this up today. I was uh, interested in trying to find an Amrit as well. Didn't have time to, to do that. I really want to get a hold of a Ramper, yeah, um, because of sure. where it's located and what it's doing. But to be clear about the specifics of these these bottles, is John Paul and the local Amrits, uh, the or the recent Amrit, they're not Paul that Paul. old. Paul John, did I screw it up already? <laughs> Jean Paul, Jean Paul, um, it's uh, they're not Never old. Happens. They're they're they've not been doing this for a long no. time. No, no, Amrit 
kind of hit the scene and like early, showed up early 2000s and started knocking home runs like hitting i mean there was one particular amrit that was just a grand slam won awards all around the world and it kind of really set the stage it's a fusion yeah. yeah fusion fusion in 20 uh 14 i think it was i think it's in there what the the bible guy what's his name um jim murray yeah he he listed it as his third favorite whiskey of all time yeah, it scored like a 97. Yeah, it's high. And so, and then they won an award in like 2015 or 16 to gold. So, I mean, it's supposedly amazing. Now, we, now technically, I looked this up. We have not tried that one. We did one, it was the Amaret. We did do an Amaret a couple of years ago. And we've met their, their, um, uh-huh. their ambassador a few times. Great guy. Uh, I can't remember the name of it now. Very nice guy. Um, Raj. Uh, I can't think of his last name off the top of my head, but yeah, he's a super nice guy. You always see um, him at a whiskey event. Um, and he's always I've had, we've had the fusion at whiskey events. Like I've had it. It's good. Um, I've had their whole line and they, they produce good whiskey. I'm interested to try this bottle tonight. Um, I, I think that there it's fun that they've got distilleries that are really trying to put out good quality stuff. I feel like the three India distillers that we've talked about tonight, I, I've right. never heard anything bad about never. any of them no. um, and, and heard a lot of really good stuff about all three of them. So I, I think that there's people there that are trying to do elevate that Indian whiskey scene and try to do, you know, better quality stuff. I totally think that's what this, these guys are doing here because all the other, which is like, this is like I feel like this is I don't know, I don't know for sure but like one percent of the whiskey consumed over there you're right but like what is the officer's choice? Tell me you don't want to try it. I I do want to try it. No, he does. I I saw a couple of videos. I kind of want to try it. Too. I'm <laughs> not gonna lie. It, it's supposedly <laughs> awful, but I definitely want to try it. So if you got some out there, send it to Here, us. Right, I would love to try. Here's it what too, it but. sounds like. It sounds like. We all it go to like, like buy or, or something, yeah, and we're yeah. like, Andrew, go out to the liquor store and buy us a couple of bottles <laughs> or something to try. Something local, man. It's you know, choice and he comes good. back with like 12 bottles of like plastic, the worst looking stuff you could find, <laughs> but it, it was not very expensive. So oh, he's proud of himself, and we drink it anyway. Yeah. <laughs> well, let's talk about this specific bottle okay. that we've got. So we did get something to, and we have no exposure to this, have not had it. Um, and I've kind of been saving myself and staying away from trying to go out and expose myself to it because we're going to talk about it. I, this People have asked us for a good year or two in comments, say hey, you should try Paul John. Well, here we are. Here we are. Let, so here it is. Let's try so this, it live. So this is the live action. Live action dram cam. This is the Paul John uh, Bold. Bold. As 46% ABV. It is peated. So uh, obviously to your point earlier, it's coming from the peats probably coming from Isla. I'm you not, think? Yeah, I, I think that that claim is an Amrit claim. I'm I'm looking to see if John uh, if it's like the first page. I think Paul John. I was That's what we have him when we when we mess with it. Yeah, before right. The, before um, the show. But I, I'm not sure if it comes from Iowa. <laughs> but we do know it's peated. We do know there is a level of peat. So I'm anxious to see what it what it shows up as. I mean, honestly, the bold mirrors the spirit of the the region Goa. With all its boisterous, yeah, I'm looking to see prickly spice, bourbon-esque red licorice. Okay. Red licorice, um, red licorice does not sound appealing to me. I, we'll see. I mean, I like red licorice, but not in my whiskey. I like Twizzlers, <laughs> I guess. I do. Yeah. Well, so my, my curiosity is when you get a peated scotch, I know what I'm getting into. But when you get peated whiskeys from other parts of the world, sometimes it's not as much peat as you think should be in the glass. You know what I mean? It's a little bit, it's a little bit lighter. Well, that's a good point. And it, maybe it's a completely other topic to discuss. But I honestly think that we suffer from that, Sean, because we've been drinking scotch for long enough mm-hmm. and heavily peated scotch and and come to love it and enjoy it to where and, and I've talked to other other of our uh, patrons and subscribers uh, on Zooms about this, but I'm almost numb to the, the low-peated stuff where I read a label and it says peated, and I'm like, peated? Ain't no damn peat in this. Are you kidding I, me? You I know, can tell I, you Highland Park, I don't taste any You don't any even peat get any peated anymore. No. You know what? Six years ago you did. Mm, some. <laughs> well, I, I, yeah, I think we fall in that same category as, as a lot of people when they think, 
but smoky peated and it's it's the pepper it's the abv i think yeah. that's a lot of it but to your that's point true. to your point though highland park to me very rarely do i taste peat but it technically has 10 yeah it barely counts but right, anyway let's, let's yeah <laughs> let's get into it so instead of talking about it so i'm interested in what this can taste like so we have I did pick out three more bottles and I told the boys earlier, I'm like, what I want to do is have a sample of this oh, and yeah. then grab one of the bottles. I think that we think compare us to it. And let's talk about the differences between this Paul John Indian peated scotch or peated whiskey. Sorry. To what scotch peated is and for clarity. Right, for it's clarity. It, what he thinks he picked the three bottles. Don't know. No, you said we, I, I had nothing to do with those choices. You know, well, what? I you, think you're welcome to pick good. something else out. <laughs> Uh, oh, probably one giant leap. I bet it. I bet it compares favorably. You knew you were going to say that. <laughs> All right, I'm going to pour myself a decent pour here. I'll give Sean a Sean pour because that's go. Sean. There we go. Let's do this, man. <laughs> okay, so I, I I'm ahead of you guys. The nose, very appealing. It smells good. I don't know that it smells peated, but I've had a lot of peated scotches that didn't smell peated on the first nosing that ended up punching me in the face. It does so. not. It does not remind me of Ardbeg. It does not remind me of Lagavulin. It reminds me of uh, almost like a, I got Pete, a, a lighter Pete. I don't yeah, know what yeah. that would be, but I, you know, I've had a lot of peated scotches in my in my experience that, you know, sometimes you just don't get the peat on the nose until you take that first sip and then it kind of opens up and and you get a lot more. So it's forty six ABV too, right? I, I think the nose is a little heavier than forty six, but maybe that's the peat uh, or a combination thereof. So, oh, it does smell really welcoming. I, I want to try this. <laughs> I just did. Son of a bitch. It's really good. It's nice. Well, these two are higher proof. Lagavulin is only 43. So, what you, so you guys are going ahead of time. What, what are you going to know? So, did you smell it? I mean, I, I mean, I did. It was a really light nose. Um, I got maybe a hint of smoke, but it was more like honey and, and lighter notes. Um, mm. It's nice on the palate, so, though. Not I, overly complex, I wouldn't say. No, it's enjoyable. It's not overly peated. Um, it's the first time I think I've had a, a peated whiskey that gives me a juicy fruit note as well. Yeah, it's got a sweetness about there's, it that's really nice. So I haven't tasted yet. I'm, I'm slowing myself down here. There's a lot of spice on the nose. On the nose. There's a there's an underlying peat tone, just a little bit earthy. I I actually get uh strawberry red. I, I don't want to say licorice, it's not licorice, but it's oh, like, why don't like you a candy. Because it said it in the book? No. No. <laughs> but it but it's there is like a cherry like a cherry smell to it. Okay. And there's uh to your point, juicy fruit, kind of that I I will say that I like the fact that you can get to the peat. Like I get peated scotch or peated whiskey. It's not whiskey. That's like aged in a X peated cask kind of Two thing. Right. <laughs> or, you know, we ran some peat by it on the way to the, to the Dunnage house. Like it, there's something there and it's nice, but it's not overdone. Um, and I still get the sweetness of the whiskey. It's, it's actually very enjoyable. I like it. Distillery Larry was smoking a peat pipe when he uh, when he bottled it. So that's how. I, <laughs> right that's awesome. Uh, I mean, somebody's got to do it. This is very good, and I like. I actually like that it's at forty six because it's it's very approachable at this ABV. I think. What was the price point on it, Drew? I uh, I think it was seventy sixty five seventy dollars. I think that's. Well, non-age statement. It's non-age. I don't care. But okay. Just, I mean, flavor profile te- wise. Technically, it's it's if it was even. I think they, from what I read somewhere, most of them are average around three years, which is older whiskey, technically, right? So there's no claim of non-chill filtering or <clears throat> no coloring. I, I thought it said. Oh, non-chill filter. filter. There it is. The yeah. No. Yeah. No. No. Um. Non-color though. So. Non-chill filtered, that's good. At 46%, you kind of expect that, but maybe there's coloring in it. Not much. It doesn't look like it. I mean, it looks... (laughs) 
Well, I mean, in, in all fairness, any company that's putting coloring in it, it let's be realistic. The, the vast majority of them are probably doing it to get a consistent product on the shelf. Right. I, I, they're not, know, they're not, not doing it to get Edgar Dower. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, there you go. Right. That's, so, that's a, but there's I mean, a big difference between uh, coffee and I'm just <laughs> saying what I see on the bottle and, and their claim. So, um, it, I hate to say it, but I think that's kind of mm. a high price for a, a non-age statement, but I'm not going to be naive well, and say all a, prices a, have been going to the damn cost you? I don't even know. Uh, Here's the other part of that. I don't know. I think it's, it, it's, it's apples to oranges. Like there's, if it's two years old, the American market is not going to understand that two-year-old equates to 12-year-old scotch. Well, they don't right? have a problem with it in bourbon. Right, but that's it's not the same thing. Like okay. the the people that are going to be buying this are Scotch people. It's not generally bourbon people, that's, right? Okay, good. So point. I I would you you don't gain anything by putting an age statement on there, and you don't really lose anything by leaving it off. So, and I think it's well worth the money. I mean, flavor wise, I would equate this to a a really you know a seventy five to a hundred dollar bottle. It really does have a fruity flavor past that that peat that's quite enjoyable. There's a, a Christmas vibe to it as far as the finish, like a spicy clove, and I'm not sure what the other scent is, but it, it's there's something going on to it. It's it's very pleasant, and it's it would be interesting to put this up in a blind tasting with other peats. Like, could you tell this is the Indian whiskey? I I don't know. I Probably I, not. I don't think say, so. I'm going to say I don't know if you can tell it's the Indian whiskey, but I think it will set itself aside. I think it's got a very unique flavor it's, profile. It does have a unique flavor profile. It's one of those things where we were, we were talking last week about just blind tasting, and, and it was on our show last week with um, Dan and, and how you know when you do blind tasting and stuff, and it's really sets you apart. But what makes you good is just remember remembering scents and flavors and recalling those things. And right. I think this is one to add to our arsenal of flavors because it's unique enough to go, Oh, that's a profile. That's a something that I might be able to pull out and say, Oh, that's an Indian whiskey. Yeah. Well, that's exactly why I said what I just said was I, it would stand out I, that the, this flavor profile, this combination of Pete with this juicy fruitiness that it's different. I'm, you know, we're not perfect. My memory sucks, I'll admit. But when it comes to drinking whiskey, I'm, I'm getting much better and pretty good at saying, I've tasted this before. I, you know, yeah. you know, your brain starts going and clicking down to three or four different brands, right? This one is outside of that. And I'm, I, and this is like a new entry into the library banks here of, of my, my profile storage. It's, I hate to say it, but I don't think the three I picked is going to work with this. I don't think so either. I, I, think, I think this might be a better pick. Maybe. Mm. Is this my, yeah, I think so. It, it's, it's a lighter style. So I honestly think log of one 16 at 43% is heavier than this. Oh, it, it would, it, it would be like chocolate compared to this, I think. It's definitely so. The three that Drew has picked out to for us that we were going to pick one of the bottles of the three that he picked out to kind of follow up with this to see kind of how it, it fared against a scotch. Uh, and those three were um, the first one was Ugadel. No, it's not. Uh, yeah, totally different whiskeys. Ugadel is going to stand out and make this thing feel like it shouldn't be. Here. I don't remember this but, one being quite as fruity, but that's. The other was this so Lafroy Karchus. This is the original cast rank Karchus. I can't say yes or no on that one. These I, are higher ABVs too. But the Lagavulin 16, which uh, again, 43%. I don't, I don't think it's fair a, a fair comparison. They're they're different. They're different enough to where they're not even worth putting up against each other. So Drew's reaching for something else. I, yeah, we BC is 54 bucks. So I mean, that's not age. That's. It's it's closer, but it's a different old. style. I thought We Beastie had an age statement on it. A five-year-old. Um, maybe I'm not. I, I, no, like I, I said, I, I, I can't remember breakfast. So well, I what were you saying, Sean? I'm sorry. 
The, the oh, this is way different. Yeah, man. I, I was thinking it might be in the nose. It was a little closer on the spice level, but the peat level is definitely so stronger. much more clove on this. Yeah, I don't know. It's just a different. I don't know that it's stronger on peat for me, but it's just a different, a different vibe with the whiskey. I guess. I don't so know. what's what's the mouthfeel is close. What's making this um, Paul John so unique? Because it's probably imported barley that's peated, right? So they're just maturing it there, right? And and they're cask. Yeah, that uh, kill home. It's way more uh, clovey and cinnamony. Uh, yeah, on, on the on the palate. I I think the the John the Paul, Paul John. John. <laughs> I, I, I keep saying John Paul. Les you know Jean Paul Jean. Um, uh, the um, to me the combination of its peat, which I think is enough to be there, right? You you don't question yourself. You don't like, oh, it says peat and I don't get. It. No, there was good amount. Yeah, of peat. It's, it, it's, it's, it's. But it's really not, nice. Actually, it's not your Lafroy punch in the nose. I never want to drink whiskey again. No, it's. Good. And then on top of that, the right behind that peat, there's just this juicy fruit note that I'm not used to getting behind peat. That's something I get on, on different regions of whiskey that I'm, I'm not used to getting there. And so to me, it's kind of fun. Yeah, actually, I, I was thinking about that earlier, Scott, uh, the Balvenie Peat Week. I think that stool I, is peatier than what yeah. Paul John. Well, did. and it's a different style of peat. Like I was looking before I came over to see if I had anything to bring over for it. And I, I have a bottle of, uh, well, it's week of peat, uh, yeah, on my bar change that, and, yeah. but it's, it's that Highland style peat. It's, that's like more woody and you know what I mean? Maybe, I don't know. I can never get the, you this has HP way handy. more. I think this one has more peat than Highland Park. Does. Yeah. What about, um, I hate to say it, Johnny Walker Black. Is it? Too, that's probably no. That's a smoky. I, Johnny Walker Black's smoky to me. It's not. I don't. Peaty. I don't. I don't. I can't think of a good comparison. I, I actually enjoyed this Paul John. I mean, as as a entry level into Pete in general, this is a it's really not a bad subtle step. subtle step into it. Yeah, I mean, it's probably not as subtle as you think. Like I, I mean, I, I'm getting Pete. <laughs> I was just like, it's wrong. it's definitely got Pete on it. I mean, I've had whiskeys that were like, this is peated. And I'm like, I don't really think you know what peated is. Right. Th this to me, I'm like, there's peat. Like, right. I'm getting it. So, honestly, the first step into peat might be the HP, you know, a Highland Park that's a little bit less phenol, if you will. This one, I think we're just numb to it to the point where this is finally actually water a tasteable. Oh, I haven't done yeah, that. It's good with water. Water oh, really sure. brings out the sweetness value. I actually what? really enjoy this bottle. This is a good bottle. I, Let me do as I mean, Gregor I really would do. Like do I find that the more. sweetness level is is very interesting, and I think the Kilhoman was closer. Like obviously not the same whiskey. No, but I think style wise, it's the closest of the ones that the, yeah, we had. The, the, there's no way any of these three I picked were going to match to it. Just because to me, Kilhoman's got that sweetness mm -hmm. that I really like about that distillery, but the peat's there too. Yeah. But it's it's not overdone. Yeah. It's a compliment to it, and this feels the same way. So uh, this is just one of, I don't, I don't even know, four or five other bottles from uh, Paul John, right? <clears throat> yeah. And, and I, I know we had um, we had the Amaret Sherry something or other. It wasn't Fusion. I can't remember what it was called. I know we enjoyed it, but I would love to do some more Amarets, and I definitely want to do that. Was it Rampart? Ram Rampure. Rampure. You are. Um, definitely want to get into some of those and see what's going on because what I, what I am experiencing right now, I really enjoy what they're producing. This is, this is quality. Yeah, it's good. I, I will give them that. It's honestly, I, I don't want to say better than I expected. I didn't have an expectation. At least I tried not to. And, and I'm pleasantly surprised. It's very enjoyable. I will go through this bottle easily and would probably be a good warm up bottle yeah. on nights when we want something peated. Um, and we're going to give a sample or two away of it for anybody that hasn't tried a, a Paul, John. Paul Jean. This says uh, a, a dash of copper on the finish. Interesting. Like a metallic note. Maybe I'm missing that. I, I will say just reading through their description of the whiskey. I Normally I'm like, you're full of it, but that's actually a pretty good description of what I get in the glass. 
I'm, I'm not even going to argue with him. Okay. We have two samples. So we? I'm setting something up. Oh, yeah? Is it a pyramid? I hope it's yeah, a pyramid. Yeah, it's a little bit of a pyramid. Um, no, I poured something that I think should be comparable to this, but it's really high ABV, so I'm going to do a little... <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna water it down to the Those closest. Three I can. drops aren't gonna cut it. No, but. that's like the third time I've done it. <laughs> I'm I'm trying to cut this just to see. So I'm going to do a quick giveaway to anyone watching. Uh, Is it ready? I don't know. You tell me if it's ready. I think I screwed it up. Shvetty balls. Let's do. I don't think at what, will at work. I think it has to be a, a pound. Hold on. Why don't you do a pound? I like pound better. There we go. There we go. There we go. Like Van Halen pound cake or something. <laughs> pound S4D in the uh, chat. That's, that's sorry. Not ready. Oh no. Try the not pound. And I mean, it's we're going to give away a. <laughs> what is this? Two hand sample you. of is Paul John. Oh yeah. It's shit. It's like probably fifteen <laughs> or twenty percent higher. Well, it started this. at sixty-two. I'm, I'm working on it. I'll work it down. You better put a lot more water on that. Yeah, All right, so it's good. working. We got we got some it's good. entries here. So, uh, yeah, as let's go on collecting entries, make sure you hit pound S4D. We're going to give away a two-ounce two sample of put Paul a warning John, on that. Heated. And then uh, we'll also give away here towards the end another two-ounce sample of this American Single Malt, Westland uh, Guariana, 50% ABV. Ready there you go. go. So we'll do that here in a little bit as well. Here you so go, Bob. What, what is this? I'm not telling you what it is. All right, it's I'll, just drink. I'm going to tell you, you're going to nose it and be like, oh, well, that smells sweet. And then you're going to taste it. Do you get any peat on that? No. Do you get no. any peat on that at all? Not on the nose. Okay. All right. So keep going. It smells hot. I, I watered the, I mean, no, I, I don't want to say I watered the piss it's, out it of it because really that would hot. mislead It's people. really hot. It's it's still like upper 50s. It's right. <laughs> yeah, it's like 57. It's, no, it's right to go. It's right to it go. Is, it is not 46. Do you get any peat on that? Nose or palate? Very sweet. Very sweet. Yeah, agreed. It's a Highland Park. It's an SMWS Highland Park that's lightly peated, according to their uh, flavor profile. Uh, maybe just barely a hint of peat. It's more, it's I more would say bourbon, Paul John more... is way more peated than that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Oh, for sure. Yeah, this was much more sweeter. I was trying to just quickly look to the, see if we had a Highland Park. The that sweetness I could level, I, I think, is is kind of comparable. You had this one. Yeah, this, I could have brought a bunch of Highland Parks over. Yeah. So, uh, Scott, you're watching. This is 4.281, Heathery Smoke and Crashing Surf, 11-year-old. I'm not, um, I'm not sure it was either one of those things. Yeah, it's, it's, it was a little brainy. It. But I mean, as far as peat level compared to this Paul John, nowhere near. I mean, and but I don't think the the Paul John was overbearing. It definitely no. didn't scare me or punch me away and go, "Oh, I'll never drink whiskey again." No, but it's definitely not. I can remember when we first got into peat, and well, we started the wrong way. Yeah, we did. But you know, you're very sensitive to it when you first start out, right? And then you get used to it and you understand what it does to the whiskey. And I think it doesn't scare you away after that. But the initial, like, I know for a fact, if I poured this to somebody that had never had Pete before, this would, this would be a lot. I think so. I think I, that's right. what I'm saying. You know, it's, it's still though on the entry level, pretty good. Like, Oh yeah. I, I think the sweetness pairs up very well with the level of Pete that they've done. It's, and it's, it complements each other. It, it's intriguing and it's very uh, promising. How's that? It mm -hmm. definitely makes me want to say, "Hey, let me try a little bit more of the, um, a little bit more of the Paul Johns." There's a couple of select casks that they have out there, like an Oloroso select mm -hmm. cask or um, the Amrut. Obviously, you want to try because I, they they really kind of broke the market with with fusion, right? And really kind of set the stage, but. How can you not want to get into that rampier? I mean, it's so far north of the rest the of these distilleries. Yeah. It is a completely different climate, going to be a completely different whiskey. I'm very intrigued by that, and I want to try it. Yeah. I haven't seen it on any of your shelves, though. So anybody out there in comment land, um, if you've seen it, I would love to know where you saw it. Um, hit up Bobby J before he comes down. 
I, oh, that's, that's what I'm talking that's about. That's really good. Man. So let's, you, let's, let's do a draw real quick. We have 17 people entry. Let's this, do this. This is for this is, a two ounce sample of Paul John. Here we go. Paul John. Ooh. Paul John. Jean Paul John. And the winner is. Gregor. Yeah. Oh, Lardy. Look at that. I love him. That's my brother that. from Scotland right there. He, he just put his name into it the very last second. Damn right you did, Gregor. Good for you, man. Never too late. Ooh, so he said, uh, Tom R said it is available. What, what I'm reading is Tom R is going to drive us down Ooh, a bottle. Yes. Uh, well, no, no, no. Bobby J is on his way down next we need to, week. We need to go oh, yeah. Him. When is that? It's, I don't know, but Bobby J, go to Benny's, buy a bottle of that as well. Um, Scotch for Dummies has you backed. Um, <laughs> and Amber Fusion, right? And Amber Fusion. Hey, how how much credit you got? <laughs> um, but uh, a couple of we do have another uh, uh, draw to give away as well that we forgot to do at the end of last week's show. We were talking about American single malts, um, right? Uh, and we had a bot. We we poured a sample and we were ready to give it away, and we ended the show and forgot to. So let's. Go ahead and give oh. this. It is a Westland. It is the edition six, right? Uh, yes. Let me get this. It's the Gariana sixth edition. Um, so the seventh edition is out now. I think you can still find sixth edition in a few select markets, but we want to give that that sample away as well. Get up a little bit. Mama, mama. Is that oh ASMR? This is the ASM. Yeah. <laughs> Because we've got um, we've got about ten minutes left, and we've got some scotch in the news that's interesting. There's a couple of fun little quick ones that we can get through, but there's one or two that might actually spur some conversation that I want to get into. So right. let's see who wins the ASM. So well, if it's Gregor, why don't we talk about one of them while they're putting? Yes. Their oh, you want to give them that time? All yeah. Right, let's yeah. do it. Let's All do right. It. So AS pound ASM if you want in on the Westland. Gariana edition six. I'm not going to share a screen, but go ahead and talk about which one you want to do. First. So the first one, I, I, the only reason this caught my eye is I know a lot of, uh, our patrons and subscribers. Uh, some of our subscribers are actually traveling to Scotland this year yep. and I'm jealous and maybe I can somehow figure that how to do it myself, but it's not in the, the plan right now. Um, the Scotch whiskey experience there in Edinburgh, which is literally just down from the castle. You go up, you see the castle. It's a great freaking tour, and you're you're all pumped up, and you're like, this is awesome. You come down. The Scotch whiskey experience um, is really cool. That Drew and I met Roy at the gates of, of the, the whiskey experience, yep. right? He reached out to us and said, meet me standing here. We didn't even know what the guy looked like, right? We just show up and we're like, uh, we left our wives and our kids and we're like, hey, we're going to meet this guy that reached out to us um, on YouTube and uh, we'll see you guys later, right? And so Drew and I are just walking. At least we got each other. Well, you know, not, something's going to happen. We, we got, and there's <laughs> Roy. Something scary. did happen. But, but Roy's <laughs> standing there and we, we shake his hand and he's got the red carpet to this place. He's already, he already talked to them. Yeah, he got the grand we, tour. We didn't even pay. We walked in like a back door. I had an awesome time. And their visitor experience was so cool. So it's it's like going it's like walking into a whiskey Disneyland like literally they had a ride and they shit. had a ride is it, like like a is it like Hershey Pen Pennsylvania have you ever been there no but probably <laughs> probably well you 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 get into this like barrel and you sit in it and it goes through it goes through a whole like historical thing in the region like, Hershey and then Pennsylvania you stop and you get into this huge like 4D uh, cinema and they pump smells. From all the regions, they just spray like you with scotch. Yeah, yeah. So like, that's what here's Balvini. Like. Here's here's Lagavulin. It was badass. It was cool. It was really cool. Well, anyway, and then you go and then you walk into the vault, which is a whole nother like. Oh. Yes, you guys didn't even know what you were looking at. No, no, their their whiskey collection. You're definitely. And then we get into at the end of the experience, you get to sample two whiskeys, free part of the tour from their bar, and their Roy is like, no, no, no. I'll pick the ones you guys are going to sample. And we go back to this little table and he's telling us what we're drinking. And we're like, we don't even really know. We're like, Oh, yeah, one, one of them was black art. Yeah. And, and, and Roy's like just creaming over like, you guys are going to love it. Um, so awesome experience. Yeah. But the, the whole point of this, Scotch <laughs> I know, what's the point Mark is 
that um, they are doing a three and a half million dollar upgrade to their visitor center in the whiskey experience. So for all of you subscribers slash patrons that are out there that are going to be traveling to Scotland uh, this year, you know you're going to Edinburgh. You know you're going to end up there. When you do, make sure you hit the the, uh, whiskey experience because the experience really is cool. And they're pumping a lot of money in to make it more cool. I, yep. I want to see what it looks like. Very so nice. So I want to mention that. So um, are we going to do the drawing or go to the next one? Next one. So this next one is the one that is going to to spur some talk. Oof. So the title of this article, are you sharing the screen? I'm not. Is Scotch whiskey, Scotch guys think bourbon guys are screwing with their barrels. And I was like, what this the is, this is an interesting, you showed me this earlier. This is a very interesting topic because when I, when I read through it, I was like, what, whatever, whatever. And then I, I started getting into the meat and I was like, uh, yeah, this is a big deal. So everybody that loves scotch and buys scotch and drinks scotch knows that the vast majority of our scotch matures in ex bourbon barrels why well because the bourbon industry can only use a barrel one flipping time what are they going to do with it well the scotch industry buys it and makes our beautiful nectar well it um i guess it's happening it's been happening for a little while with jack daniels um and maybe another distillery or two but and now it's becoming more practice where the bourbon distilleries are taking their barrels and after they drain them for bottling Instead, before they ship them over to wherever they're going, mainly Scotland, they're filling them with water, cleaning them basically for a period of time, and cleaning them with power jets and cleaning, filling with water, (laughs) letting them sit for a period of time, then draining that water and using that water to, to. Uh, waterproof their cask whiskey. So they're reusing the water to go back into when they want to water down their whiskey before bottling, they're using that water and it's destroying the integrity the of the leftover ex bourbon cask before. So it think ships about, over to think Scotland. about this as a Scotch distiller, right? Like you're getting all these, dist- you, you get all these barrels from Jack Daniels and you're used to this flavoring, that flavoring is now gone. So I guess my question would be from a business perspective, like that seems like an awful lot of work to put in. They're that. saying it saves them money because the water that they're, they're capturing from it to water down their whiskey for bottling is cheaper than the processes that they use now. Is it still cheaper when nobody wants to buy their barrels? <laughs> Grand question. Uh, I, it just it boggled me to think that, that that seems like an accountant somewhere that was like, you know, if we just did this, it maybe, would probably save us forty dollars. Maybe right? they buy them from India instead. Well, it also begs to differ that what's it going to do to the contracts that some of these Scottish distilleries have with American bourbon distilleries? Like, well, time out. Right, you're, right. You're stripping your barrels yes. before you send us over. Yeah, we're that's not, not what we paid that's, for. I yeah. mean, it, this is, I mean, it's it's kind of funny when you think about it. Like, how much pull the bourbon distillers have in the world of whiskey? Well, uh, they they do because they're the primary. They're the first user the of that barrel, right? Yeah. But that barrel's going to go on. Like, they're going to use that barrel for. 20, 30, 50 years, you know, they're going to refill it two, three, four, five, six times. So maybe not if it's dead when it gets there. Right. Yeah. I don't know. I, I mean, Tom makes a point, you know, if they're doing that now, we're not going to see that style of scotch for years. You're right. But if they truly are doing that and it truly is going to have an impact, you better hope and pray that the distillers, the master distillers in the Scottish distilleries are aware of that and are making the necessary adjustments to their well, flavoring. So if, flavor if, if you get a barrel and it's been pressure washed, right? So it's stripped out all of the, the normal stuff that would be in it. So now you're talking about that barrel realistically being more like a, a third fill or fourth fill barrel. Right. Rather than like right. an ex bourbon barrel. So you're not going to get the same aging. So maybe you just do like a an, an STR, like you shave, well, toast, rechar it. 
I wonder how much this really is a factor too. I wish Dr. Scotch was here because like the, the whole permeation of, of the, the woods so, and, and Scott aging. said recharring barrels. Yep. Yeah. Probably. Brings them back to life. But when you rechar the barrel, you're, you're missing out on that, that ex bourbon. You're not getting any of that bourbon characteristics. Influence. Right. Influence. So, I, but I'm, I'm wondering how many distilleries are doing that. Like how prevalent is it in the industry? I, I don't know. So there was well, two things they're doing. They're, 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 they've always, and I'm reading the article, they've always washed the barrel. So they empty a barrel, you know, you tip it over and it, it all comes out the bung hole and goes into your bottles or whatnot. They always spray some water in it, roll the barrel and then pour out. But now there's two different things they're doing. One is instead of just doing that, they're putting water into the barrel, rolling, putting the bung and rolling it and storing it for six, eight, 10 weeks. And then pouring that water out and reusing that water to Flavored water, water down their whiskey before bottling and the other process they're doing is literally power washing the inside of the barrels where they literally i mean a power that, washer stripping I, down i don't understand why you'd want to do that part like i i guess i can understand putting the water in and and you're probably talking what 10 gallons yeah i don't you know but i power washing seems like an like i've got to pay somebody to stand there and power wash this barrel I'm not getting anything out of that. That doesn't seem like a good. I, I, it just makes me wonder how much are they really practically losing? Like I don't flavor know. wise. I, I don't know. But, but let's, it, let's... it caught my attention. I was like, what the hell does this mean to me? Cause I, I'm a scotch lover, man. We're going to talk about American single malts, any single malt, but at the end of the day, yeah. daddy, woo, woo. Don't mess with my scotch. scotch. <laughs> All right. Speaking of that, let's give a uh, quick give away giveaway bottle. for the American single malt. So we're going to give away, we have 17 entries. Let's do and this. We'll see I love seeing all those names come across because I recognize every one of them. And the winner. Fish oh. and Shrimp by Fish Rich. Fish and Shrimp by Rich. That's now, a new, I just said I recognize name. all these names, and that's not I love when I somebody new wins. Now that's I'm new. loving this. So I am excited. Gregor, I think we have your address, but uh, Fish and Shrimp by Rich. <laughs> that's awesome name. And make sure you email us at scotchfordummies at gmail.com your address so we can uh, have the owl correctly deliver your sample. Your and winner. I want to know where I can get some fish and shrimp. Um, <laughs> give me a locale because if I'm ever in your neighborhood, I'm stopping by. Oh my gosh. Um, there were two two other quick articles. Well, one one's a little quick hitter and the others I can't remember. We'll see what I had pulled up. Uh, one is just, uh, talk oh, about it, Coleman. The, yeah, they're both actually, they're both. So this caught my attention. I'm super excited. Lock Lomond. We all know all of us scotch lovers out there know that Lock Lomond is really kind of the most bourbon-esque distillery of them all because they produce how many different labels? A, a bunch. A bunch. Like, well, and, and the distillery itself was set up for that reason. Right. Like they make their right. own grain whiskeys. They make the, they have pot stills, like they do everything various, in house. They have various stills. They can do yep. anything and everything. Peated, non peated, like they do everything. So right. they're awesome. So they have announced that they are uh, <clears throat> releasing a new whiskey brand called Noble Rebel. Um, pretty exciting. It's blended malt whiskey. Okay. And there are three different bottles that they're doing. Now, their goal was to produce flavored whiskeys to the best of their ability within the rules of the SWA, which means you can't insert flavor. Right. There you go. So they're, so they're distilling to hit a specific flavor profile. Right. Is that right? So if you look at that, okay. that, they go back to that, that article through they, they, they list them out. There's three different bottles, right? So the first one is orchard outburst. A blend of zingy citrus and salty ocean waves. Okay. The second one is Smoke Symphony, a blend of Rioja lightning bolts, whatever that whatever means. Well, Rioja is a wine region in but Spain that's delicious. What's that have to do with lightning bolts? I don't uh, know. And subtle berries. 
And then the third one is Hazelnut Harmony, a blend of sweet honeycomb, warm oak, and rustling leaves. Interesting. Now, if you read on their website, they actually, Noble Rebel has a website now. Uh, I caught information about this on several Scottish newspaper websites uh, about this release. But they're achieving these flavor profiles by the ingredients in the stills. They've got a plethora of stills to choose from on site, right? different shapes, different sizes, and they have tons of different ingredients because they produce what? I don't know, six or seven different brands. So yeah. they've got grains, they've got malts. So the, the master distiller is really going into a, a Frankenstein mode and really trying to figure this out. And he's That's at cool. a point where he's able to do this. And uh, let's be honest, I, Lac Lamont has has produced some good stuff. Yeah, mm-hmm. they've got some stuff that's, yeah, it's average, but they've got some stuff that you're like, damn, it's really good. And then when you figure out how many brands they produce. It's a so, lot of stuff. And it's always exciting to see a new Scotch whiskey brand hit the market for a Scotch lover yeah. like us, right? I would try them. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm down for it. I have no idea when it's going to hit the States, but that's oh, Scotch you know, the, 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 the whole goal is to compete with the monkey shoulders and, and the blended the malt should. and Yep. All, yep. I mean, why, wouldn't, why you? wouldn't you? Yep. Right. Exactly. I mean, 30... So the, you would see the, all these probably coming around $30, $30 range, I would think. I would hope be, if they want to compete with Monkey Shoulder, if they want to compete with Naked right. Malt, if they want to be right. in that in that market, they better come in at a price point because if they don't, <clears throat> yep, no one's going to do it. Yep. Well, boys, we are out of time. Uh, great show tonight. Good conversation. Yeah, good to see you guys. Indian single malt. I, impressive. Interesting. Let me For have a little sure. more. Let me have a little more splash. I uh, I think we need to get into it a little bit more just to compare it as we t- continue our our journey down the American single malt path. But um, we do have more ex- American single malts to get into, right? A so lot we, more. we we touched into Westland and we have Virginia Distilling. There's some strand hand out there. There's a couple of distilleries that are making splashes that we need to um, mm. report back to everybody on the other side of the camera. Absolutely. There you go. So, fellas. Cheers. Happy hey, Thursday. Thanks for joining tonight. It's great to see all of you. Love y'all. Next Thursday. Cheers. Go.